Welcome to Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973, an inspirational podcast about the ups and downs of life and everything in between. Here's your host, Shane Lakita. Hey guys, how you doing? Good to see you. Good to hear from you. Good to just be with you today. Listen, I, I got a really special interview coming up here on this episode of Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973. It's another one of my guests and another one of the people that inspire me, motivate me to really push forward and be the best version of myself, giving back with kindness and all those things. As many of you know, that really resonates with me anyway. So I want to share this interview that I did with Faith. Her name is Faith. She's actually been through a whole lot of stuff, and I met her on TikTok, and she was really giving back to the different people in different communities by using the kindness just because movement to be able to really push forward and be a positive influence in the world. So it really resonated with me. And so when I reached out to her, we became fast friends, and we started to really uncover some of the story that she had and the amount of stuff that this woman's been through in her life, through traumatic experiences, through depression, through grief, through all kinds of different things that that she has gone through, and to still come out on the other end as being a positive influence in the world and a force to be reckoned with, I think is really important to, to, to talk, talk about, to be able to give everybody out there a little bit of a snapshot of what it really takes and some insight and some inspiration from somebody that's been through a lot herself. So if you want to be able to dig in, it is about an hour-long interview, guys, so you can listen to it in segments or whatever you wanted to do. But And I usually don't go this long, but I really did want to be able to just incorporate and develop some of the conversation for you to be able to use as a resource and a tool for you as you go through things in life, as we all know we will go through, okay? So enjoy the interview, guys. I really hope you do. And leave some feedback for me and send me some messages and comments if you want to to be able to talk about the interview itself if you want to see more of these, okay? Okay, talk soon, guys. Hey guys, welcome back uh, to another episode of Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973. As you guys all know, I am the host, Shane Lakita. And as you all also know, many times before, I've told you that I'm going to be coming on with guests that are people that are inspirational to me, people that are friends of mine, people that inspire me, all those good things. And I, I promised you guys that I would be coming to the table with a lot more of that, not just me talking into a microphone but to bring some value to all of you listeners and all the folks that are out there. So uh, welcome back to another episode. We're here. I'm here uh, just wanting to be able to add some more value to your life every single day with some positivity and some really good reinforcement of the things that we're out there working on. So today I have a special guest. The special guest is somebody that I met, another person through TikTok, another person that I met on TikTok. Her name is Faith. She goes by Gotta Have Faith MC. And she's become a fast friend of mine on this app where we have had many conversations and talked a lot about a lot of things. So, Faith, uh, welcome aboard. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm fabulous. Thanks for having me. No problem. No problem. Listen, let, let's start off with that right off the bat, right? Right off the bat is the fact that we met each other on TikTok. We met each other on a social media platform that maybe at one given time or another, we were thinking to ourselves, I would never even imagine that I'm on TikTok or even think about going down the road of TikTok. Tell me about your life and where you've come into play with TikTok, how it all started for you within this app and, and up until the point where we met each other. Uh, I was the person that said... I have an almost 11 year old and I was the person that would go into it and say, uh, there'll be no TikToking. And then, <laughs> you will not be TikToking because in my mind it was now I have to say, 
it was the picture of what I've seen. And this is just the truth on and of 14 to 18 year olds yes. was what my mental picture of, of TikTok was of, of half naked humans. You know what I mean? Like shaking their tail feathers, trying to, you know, that, that was what it was in my mind. And yeah. so I was anti TikTok and my niece, um, both of my nieces, but really my older niece, Aunt Faith, you have to, you have to get on TikTok because I was making these dumb, Snapchat videos with the wide mouth filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The filter faces. On Facebook. And it was funny, you know? And my nieces were like, no, you got to get on TikTok. And I was like, I'm not getting on TikTok. And they begged and begged and begged. And so it was a joke. Was What was really just to be a joke in the middle of the pandemic turned into a whole thing. Yeah. Just, just a yeah. whole scene of unexpected arguably life pivot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Yep. I entered it. I entered it faith to be honest with you. When I, when I got on, uh, when I got on TikTok, I entered it because my, uh, my sister was up for Christmas and she basically said to me, you got to hop on this thing. Cause the kids are all on it. They're all watching it. You might, I, and I know she knows I'm pretty strict and I, I want to make sure that I keep an eye on things that my kids watching and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, so I hopped on there more so, and I remember, I remember, so my sister was in the corner. My my wife was right next to her. My wife uh, downloaded the app to her phone. All of a sudden, she's on there with my sister, and they're, like, addicted. They're, like, rolling through these feet. And I'm like, wait a minute. You said it was for the kids that they're watching this. What are you guys doing? So I'm making fun of them the entire time at Christmas. I'm like, you guys are so dumb. What are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm, like, laughing at them. And next thing you know, at around January, mid-January to February, I said, let me go ahead and download this thing. And then next thing you know, I'm in the typical mode of what TikTok does, just like this. I'm scrolling the entire time. I, I Literally, at first, just to be able to mind-numbing stuff that was going on. But it became something more than that for me. When did you figure that in your mind, when you were going through this app, that it became something more than just something you were just kind of, you know, checking out or, or, or those kind of things? When what, what point did you get to that you said, this is more than that? Well, yeah, you're right. At first, I just kind of cracked out, you know? Yep. I mean, right. like, put your earbuds on in, in the bed while you're hiding under two layers of a pillow to numb out the light so maybe they won't know that you're cracked <laughs> on TikTok still. Yep. Because I was just so baffled at everything that was out there. I was like, oh my gosh, there's this part. There's like, there's these people and these people. And I have learned some of the most profound things I will ever learn about myself as a human being and have connected with some of the people that I sincerely believe I will take with me until my end of, yeah. of my, you know? So to think that it all, it was, it was when I came across, um, it was the attain gang. Yes. Me it too. was, um, it, it was, it was Joe. You know, like we, we joke about it. Yeah. Right. Like we, we joke about it, but, um, I mean, it changed my life, you know, all of a sudden it was just this community. I mean, I was the person that, you know, you hear people call Joe on his lives now and they're like, they get on and right off the bat, they're just kind of, he's like, Whoa, you, I was, where'd you come from? You know, I just, <laughs> He called me. I saw it was a Texas number. I knew that he had said he was in Texas. So I picked up the phone and I was like, hey, Joe, how you doing? He was like, oh, well, uh, well, you were ready. 
well, said to send a message and called me. I sent the message, a number from Texas called. So I just assumed it was you. And he was like, yeah. oh, okay. And just, you know, we were fast friends just like that. It was, it, it was like an immediate, because I can be super vulnerable in a short amount of time. Right. And, and just be comfortable when maybe I should be and maybe I shouldn't be. Right. But I am, whether anyone else in the that's not a bad that's not a bad quality to have though faith that, that that's a really good thing to do because you, you you'll make people around you much more comfortable with that way too when when you're vulnerable that way and you're not as you know guarded or or you know, or any other way stoic or anything like that you bring into the situation when the people around you are looking at you going oh she's a normal person like me and she I can relate to her that 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 it's much more approachable I will tell everybody all, all my listeners if you guys don't know who Joe Atang is he is on TikTok and what we're talking about right now is basically this guy he gets on uh on his lives on TikTok and he basically sets up a Google phone number and he makes phone calls people will text him their number and he makes phone calls live and he just has conversations 3 10 15 minute conversations it doesn't matter however long it is people with very sad stories to happy stories it doesn't matter anywhere across the board and this guy has a way to be able to sit down with them and just have a conversation and make you feel amazing when you're done with that conversation going man i feel 10 times better than what i did when i first started it so i was the same exact boat when i hopped on just like faith i hopped in there and i was like hey man what's going on and i didn't even make phone calls at first i was just watching i was i was a i was a um what does he always call it? You're either a creator or you're a consumer, right? Are you a consumer? And I said, yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. I just sat there watching this interaction that he was having with people. And I saw these people that were, that were just, I mean, enamored by the fact that this guy took the time to take five, 10 minutes out of his day to have a conversation with them. So just to fill you guys in, that's kind of what he was doing. And it was pretty amazing with the fact that he's, um, He's been able to do that on that platform and that he's growing. He's getting bigger on YouTube and all kinds of other stuff. He's really, really grinding it out. So, Faith, that was your first experience really of knowing that this is something different. Same thing with me. It was a life changer for me because I, I remember telling my wife, I said, Faith, this guy's making phone calls. He's changing lives through just small impacts and conversations that he's having. And she's like, oh, please, he's not changing lives. What are you talking about? He's just, it's TikTok. It's whatever. I'm telling you right now, he's <laughs> making impacts. What's that? Because it sounds bonkers. It like does. it just it I mean, it was like pandemic talking, you know, it was like, oh, did you make some friends mm -hmm. on your little hat buddy? Good for you. You know, and then you know, I mean, my husband he's never had a social media account. He has a TikTok now that I created to do double TikToking. <laughs> so I could feel my live while looking at people's TikToks as like a thing, you know? Right this like dummy account on his phone and then one day he just started messing with me with the account so i was like well if you're gonna be mr cool pants i'm gonna change it to your name and it's gonna be your tiktok yes you now, broke him in but that's like a love thing now like every he'll come home and he'll be like did you see i commented on your tiktok you know <laughs> did you see what like leaving little love notes leaving little notes you see i commented on your tiktok <laughs> He does it like people don't know he's my husband. You know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, wow, you're so special. You're such an inspiration. Or, you know, I mean, it's these, it, it's, it's, it's hilarious to me. It's, it, it's well, it's funny from how, where he was to where he is now. Like my wife, even, even her, you know, this whole social media thing for people that are 
So I'm I'm an extrovert, but I'm an introvert, right? I'm a person that likes to be, I like to be social. I like to be around uh, group settings as in people that, I, that I'm, I'm comfortable with, those kind of things. But I'm also an introvert with the fact of, you know, I close off certain parts of my life. I, I, I you know, I, I keep this quiet over here, those kind of things. And you know what's funny is, with um with all the social media, I you pretty much put yourself out there. I mean, everything you've got is pretty much here. You go. This is me. This is who I am. This is me in the raw, just for everybody to see me. And my wife, she looks at me and she goes, "Is that really?" I mean, like at first she couldn't understand it. On the first, we went through Facebook. We had some Facebook groups that we're a part of. No Finish Line Nation, some other things, and she saw these people that would come up to me and go. Hey, you know what? Your your podcast changed my life, or your blog changed my life, or all these things. And she's looking at it, going, "Wait a second! Like he's been telling me that these people have been making these comments this whole entire time. I had no idea that it really could have an impact like this. And when social media is used in the right way, mm-hmm. it can really be a positive influence in the world. And I feel like if this is an advocate moment for us to be able to sit back and tell people, try it, put yourself out there, just have a conversation. Don't be so afraid of doing it. You can be a consumer. Don't get me wrong. But literally at the end of the day, go into it and just check it out because you might be surprised with what you find. But consumers have a lot of power right now. And I'll be honest, like one of the moments for Andrews, we were on vacation. We were in the mountains and um, Adam Ralty was live and he was doing love slaps. And the last thing he did was send a huge love slap to uh, another creator who has... Um, I think he's autistic. He has a, some type of special need that's not a secret. You know, he's on the app and, and Adam's kind of his buddy. So he sent us over there to love slap him and Andrew saw it. Then Adam went to Dan Henry's live and his and, and Dan Henry sent an army of people. I'm yeah. talking hundreds of people in there. And I went, to, I stayed in there from the beginning. And in those moments with the love slaps, like I'm the person that stays for a while and hangs out. Cause I don't want to be like, I don't want to just leave. Like I feel invested, <laughs> you know, like I can't, I, I can't turn it off, you know? Yeah. So of course in this particular situation, I go in, I send love, you know, I follow him and I just hang out cause he's just so excited. And then comes Dan Henry's crowd and I see it happening before he sees it happening. And he was so excited. Mm-hmm. He was jumping up and down. He was the, um, the pure unadulterated emotion. If I was in tears yeah. and, he, and Andrew stopped what he was doing when, and when many times he would discount the social media, stop what he was doing right. and just sit there and stared and smiled and was like, and I looked at him. And I, I mean, I was in tears. I was like, "This is, this is the point." Correct. You know, this is KJB, right? Mm-hmm. What th- this is nothing other than people's time, pressing hearts on your phone or a pirate skull for the love rage or whatever. You know, pressing some buttons, saying, "Hey, such and such sent us," and and making somebody feel like they are seen like they are heard, like they matter and, and like they exist because you can say, you know, you and Joe and I have these conversations a lot about followers and, you know, and it's not about that. However, at the same time, I I had another conversation with some, or maybe it was a TikTok I saw, I don't know, but somebody was like, if you're on this app and you make content, you you want followers. Do you know what I mean? Of course. 
and and it was the it was the moment where you're like if you can just take all of this and use it to profoundly change someone's life someone's day because that kid went live he didn't go live because he didn't want people to not show up nobody live and goes oh my gosh i hope nobody shows up right nobody pushes that button and waits for that three two one (laughs) without thinking i wonder who will show up right well, for, for for anybody that's on the on the podcast right now, if you don't know what a love slap is, let me explain that for you real quick. So basically, what that is is it's, it's an environment where people go live. Many of you know what live is, probably through Facebook or Instagram. Well, TikTok has a live option as well, and you can basically go live with anybody that follows you or anybody that rolls out to whatever feed that's there. They see somebody live as they're rolling through their feed. They can see somebody, and they're like, "Oh, let me go check that out." And so basically, they'll go in and they'll visit you and you, whatever you're doing. If you're doing artwork, you're doing just conversation, listening to tunes, whatever you're doing to be able to be there. Well, a love slap is larger people that are major influencers that have larger followings, that have a large amount of people in their lives. What they do is they recruit all these folks and they say, okay, go to this person's live. Maybe somebody has like three or four people in their live or five people and you know, not in a lot of people. But what they do is all these people will flood their live with hearts and uh, adoration and care and they'll give gifts and they follow them and they doing all all the purpose of really making you feel like you're somebody at that moment in time and 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 not to say that followers mean that you're somebody but to face point you want to feel like you're being heard or you matter or something at that moment in time at, at any given moment where you can sit back and you can say I'm having a really bad day but now I've got a thousand people in my life right now that are basically telling me I love you and you're awesome and you're amazing and you're incredible and most break down in tears most of them most folks that experience this it's such an emotional um reaction that people have that you're just like wow that it blows me away. At first, I was like, "What is this?" I don't really understand why you know what the what the whole concept of it is. But I get it now, and I understand it, and it makes such an impact on people's life. But one moment can change someone's whole day or someone's life around if you really think about it. Just because they have been heard and they're valued, you know. Yeah. Well, you don't know what they were waiting to do. You don't know what's waiting in the wings for someone when they when when they if they just had the courage that's just gonna come from the confidence they're going to get from the fact that somebody believes in them. And I don't know who that somebody is, but if you, you know, you you don't understand the impact that you can have on someone else, you know, you're the reason that someone else feels better. You're the reason someone feels motivated. You're the reason that someone feels like they matter like they're loved, you know, I mean, and you don't know what somebody's need is. Somebody might feel really super loved, but not, you know, not competent, you know, and you come in and encourage them and acknowledge the fact that they're of of a strength that they have something that they're, you know, it may be, you don't know what, you know, someone may, may feel like they're not pretty and need someone to say, Oh my gosh, you look really pretty. And somebody feel really pretty and think that everyone thinks that they're not smart and need to say, wow, look at you. That was a really good job. I'm really proud of you. Look at your worth. You know, like you don't know what it is that somebody needs, but if you listen and you pay attention, there's a pretty good chance you're going to get some kind of an idea about what it is. If you really listen to someone, Oh yeah. You're going to get, that's the beauty of what Joe does. 
you know, he could get off of a call with me where we're planning a race and hyped up and we're like, let's go. He's up the phone and he's like, man, that was fun. And then somebody says, Hey, my mom died last week or something like that. Yep. And that I had cancer and he immediately will go. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and it's a redirect to, right. To that person. That's, I think that's the beauty of TikTok because, and how we all found each other and just kind of what's happening is the ability to kind of meet people where they are, you know, like everybody kind of, everybody found there's a community for everyone, Mm -hmm. but really love cats or you're extremely ADHD and you didn't know it until you were 38 years old. Now you have a support group on TikTok. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, like my wife who loves dogs, all her whole feed is dogs, dogs running around and, and, and that uh, she loves her dog videos and that's all she watches over and over. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, whatever kind of weird thing you're into or not weird thing you're into, I guarantee (laughs) There is a group of people, a mass amount of people yeah. that are on TikTok that are just waiting for you right. to come and hang out with them. And like, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean for this to be an advertisement for TikTok, but I guess no, but, I, but, but I, they like, but here's know. the good thing. Here's the thing, Faith. What I love about it is this. I love this because it, it's going to set it up for a little bit with the fact of kindness just because. Okay. So here we are, we're in this space. Like you just said, you found your own niche along with a group that supports you, loves you, lifts you up, encourages you. But you also said to yourself, you know what? I need some also things that I need to do in my life to be able to encourage, lift others up and those kind of things. And I remember seeing some of the early videos that you had posted. And I'd heard about kindness just because a little bit here and there. But you brought it full force with kindness just because. So tell me a little bit about if anybody doesn't know what kindness just because is. I'm going to put it up here real quick so everybody can see it. So basically, it's a hashtag of KJB or a hashtag kindness just because. Faith, explain it to me a little bit of what that means to you. What kindness just because means to you and what your maybe your intention or what your goal was when you first started to really think about how you can use TikTok in a positive fashion to move things forward. So it was pretty random. I'd made, um, I scared my Amazon guy and then I made a bunch of signs and put them on my front door because he had kind of become my buddy and just had like kind of like my kids will laugh about it. Like I have friends that won't go to the grocery store with me because they know I'm going to see someone I know or make friends with them. you know like it's the thing and so i made friends with the amazon guy and we made these videos and they went viral and um like what i think one of them was over two million one of them's over i mean it was like five million views worth of me and the amazon guy it was Crazy. great stuff and so in the process like thirty-seven thousand people ended up following him on TikTok just because of this random video. He wasn't even making TikToks. <laughs> and so one day somebody, I don't know, oh, I gave him a tip. Just, I don't know, just because I thought it was the, I don't know. I'm one of those weird people. Like if I end up with cash, I kind of save it for whatever I feel like. I, I just feel like at, at a point I'm going to be led to whatever the, the cash always ends up where the cash is supposed to end up where I'm like, yeah. oh, but I had that cash. So it was just one of those situations and he got the money. And um, that video wasn't even posted because Amazon, because we posted it and Amazon made him take it down. Because oh, wow. Really? We weren't allowed to post getting a tip. Right. So 
um, I, I started thinking about it. And so I made a TikTok. I was like, there are however many thousand of you following a guy just because I was like, Hey, go follow this guy. I was like, so it just got me thinking how, what if everybody gave 50 cents and we went out and just blessed some people for no good, just for no reason other than because it's the right thing to do just because, you know, mm -hmm. and it was just a, a thing. And I didn't think anything of it. And then before I knew it, I was getting money from people all over the place and everybody was like, let's go, let's go give the money away. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> let's go give the money away. Yeah. And so I just started giving the money away. $300 here, $500 here, $600 here, $200 here, $500 at five. Once it was the most fun. It was $500 to five guys at five guys. That was yeah. the best. And, and you had the, you had five people working at five guys at five, five guys. Five <laughs> gentlemen, five guys at five guys, five hundred dollars for five guys at five. <laughs> and those guys downloaded Venmo on the spot because I didn't even have the cash. I walked in there and I was like, they wouldn't let me leave a tip on my credit card. And I was like, what's up with that? I can't leave a tip. I got to tip you guys. And he was like, yeah, they won't let you do it. And I was like, well, crap. I was like, who has Venmo? And they were like, we don't have Venmo. I said, well, that's too bad because I had $500. I was, and they were like, Venmo. Uh, Venmo, Venmo, like, download. Everybody stopped making burgers. Everybody had their phone out. And it was like the world's fastest. Like, so one guy ended up downloading the Venmo. Everybody agreed that they trusted him. I gave him the 500 bucks and he, you know, disseminated it to the group. But when I walked out of that place, they were going KJB because that was what I was telling. <laughs> you know, kindness just because. The only right. thing you have to do is go do something nice for somebody else. And that's what I told every person. It doesn't have to be go give them money. Correct. Remember this moment and go and just do something kind for somebody. But every single person I gave money to needed it. Right. It was always, there would be times I would go to somewhere and I would think I was going to give the money away and I just couldn't do it. Right. And, and that, that, that's kind of where my faith comes in, you know, where I would just kind of follow the nudge and, and just the moment, you know, and when I would meet the person or they would start talking and I would just feel it. And I'm like, Oh, this is it. You know, this, mm -hmm. this is the person. And they would say, you would give them $300 and they would say, I needed $300 to get new tires or I need, right. I was saving money for this, or I needed this, or this happened to me. And every single person with the exception of the guy that told me he didn't want my money. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're just really, you know, they were really touched. And I made it a point to tell every person, this isn't me. This is a bunch of, this is the point to prove. And, and this is something that I'm sure we'll talk about because with all the people that are like, oh my gosh, there's, this is great. There are the people that are like, don't video yourself giving people money because right. that. And I'm like, I get what you're saying. But it's not, it's not my money. It's TikTok's money. It's people who trusted me with the money's money. And so my point was always, this is validation. You know, I think they have the right to know where the money goes. Right. And the point <clears throat> is to bless a person, be transparent. But the biggest point is to inspire other people yes. to do something kind just because it's the right thing to do. So, you know? I, so I, I will tell you, so guys, anybody on this podcast, you also know 
that this is something that I've believed in for 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 since the beginning of this podcast. Some of the things that I always talk about about your journey and about the mental journey and the things that we do in our life about being the best version of ourselves. We all I always talk about making sure you incorporate some sort of philanthropic, some sort of volunteerism, some sort of giving back, some sort of being able to go out and do good for other people. I've been talking about it since my son has been this big, trying to teach him the ways to be able to give back. So as many of you know, this is something that I've really incorporated a lot in my podcast and my life and all those things. So you can see why Faith's energy and the things that she brings to the table resonated with me because I was like, you know what? I, 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 I'm in the same boat here because I want to be able to do good for others. But what ways can I do that? Whether it's financial, whether it's a, I know I had a full podcast about making sure you smile at five people in one day, just a, a, a simple smile or a hello or something you do in a day. And then when you hit those five, you're like, you feel good about that? Move on to the next five and really kind of just kindness just because people need it especially right now right so so as many of you know it's something that i did as well uh, i i was i was inspired by faith in this in this space because i was like i really like your concept of doing that i went a little bit different where i wanted to actually do some work to be able to earn the money and then i take the money that i earn I give somebody this avatar that they have that they're like beautiful faces in this picture and whatever else. And then I can take that money and pay it back to someone else. So now I'm, I'm paying it forward to the person that gets the avatar, but I'm also paying it forward to the person that I'm giving the money to. So it's like a three way. I feel great all the way to, you know? And so I, first of all, I thank you faith for inspiring me to go forward with that because now it's really gaining a lot of traction of where I'm at right now with this avatars and, you know, the lives are packed with people coming in, going, I saw your tips and I saw all this stuff. So you're, um, wel you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. That was all me. That was all me. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I can't <laughs> get that check mark and we have that party. I'm going to be like, Shane, you remember that time. I'm going to win. Oh, man. Well, speaking of that, though, I, I do want everybody to know on on this, because we're going to get into some other parts of the conversation just while we're on the topic of kindness, just because if anybody does follow Faith on TikTok, I am going to put this out there real quick because I want everybody to know this is her TikTok address. Got to have Faith MC right on, on the screen, as you can see it right here. But if you follow her, she's also going to be having some merchandise coming out soon. So, so we're it's it's in the works right now. Kindness, just because because you know it's a movement. It's something that we can really bring to the table. And if you're wearing a shirt that says "Kindness Just Because," you imagine how many people are going to say to you, "What do you mean, kindness just because? What does that mean?" Oh, let me spark that conversation. Let me tell you exactly how kindness just because. So, I love the concept of the merchandise coming out soon. Everything else, it's an exciting time. Hopefully, uh, I, I know I'll be getting one of the shirts when you get it in your uh, little merchandise store. It'll be great. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I think okay. the cool part will be one day when um, when KJB is like, uh, pay it forward. Or, right. you know what I mean? Like, kindness just because. And I, I thought about it one day. I was like, what is the opposite of kindness just because? And I think I was like, it's indifference just because. I don't want to be in. Do you know what I mean? Like. I mean, the opposite of being kind, I mean, I'm not going to be, it's not like meanness just because I feel like it's just kind of like, man, just going to do nothing because why would I? And I'm like, but why would you do nothing when you could do, you know, and you're talking about the, the spectators and the, or the consumers and the, and the creators. Creators, yep. The consumers have a lot of power. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, how many I blocked and deleted a ton when those back a viral you get a viral video yeah you 
nauseatingly viral uh, information in yeah. in your life. There is many people think, you know, 98% of the people were like, this is awesome. But that 2% yeah. are a powerful 2% because it doesn't take a lot of mean stuff to make somebody go, oh, that feels nasty. You know, um, you have to really have a, a thick skin to a degree, you know, to um, <laughs> to kind of stomach it. Yeah, I, I I agree. I agree, Faith. You know, and, and here's the hard part, though. We're, we're, we're wired as human beings. We're wired so much as being our own worst critics anyway. We're our own people that look at ourselves in the mirror, and we're not really lifting ourselves up a lot of times, looking at our flaws, our wrinkles, our, our, our overweight, or whatever else we got going on. Everybody is in that space, and we're so fragile a lot of times. And even if a viral video does go into, you get all these amazing, beautiful comments. You might have out of 5,000 comments on there that are positive and really reinforcing you might only have about 200 of them that are people that are snarky they're sarcastic they're vile all these different things that they have that are going out there because they're behind those keyboards i always talk about it on the podcast they're they're brave warriors behind keyboards and they make these comments but those 200 comments they hurt right when you're reading them you're literally like okay i can delete and block but you look at it and go what took how did you take the time to sit you. down and and write that to me like yeah. seriously yeah who who hurt you you know, I mean, I don't, even if something, I've apologized for things in my life that weren't my fault. I'm dealing with things right now that aren't my fault that I still want to go away. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't like confrontation. Right. I, don't, I never have. You know, for the majority of my life, I was a runt that was a people pleaser that was super insecure about who I was. Then I dealt with a huge amount of trauma you know, and completely lost myself. And TikTok coincidentally was at the point in my life where everybody else in the world and in the country like went to crap. I kind of woke up and was like, oh, oh, here I am. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that for a minute, Faith, because I, I, I know you personally and I know that we've had many conversations and this is one of the reasons why I wanted you on my show is because you just referenced the fact that you've been through a lot of traumatic experiences, a lot of stuff in your life that's just been just been heavy, heavy stuff. And and I've even said to you many times that you're you're stronger than what you give yourself credit for because you have been able to navigate some really tough situations of where you're at and what you've been through in your life, right? And and a lot of this podcast is about overcoming adversity to become something better for yourself or overcoming adversity to find your true authentic self and find out where you are and who you are, who you're meant to be. And, you know, whether it's through positivity, whether it's through weight loss, whether it's through, um, you know, educational, whatever it is, Tell us a little bit, Faith, just, you know, to be able to summarize for us some of the things that you've been through. And I know this is kind of maybe a difficult conversation, but I, I want to make sure that my my listeners and viewers know kind of what your story is to know where what they see right now and how much you've been through and how much you have worked at really tried to be able to become the person that you are and continuously try to work on becoming the person that you are meant to be. So fill us in a little bit on some of your story of some of those traumatic experiences that you've been through, if you don't mind. Um, no, I mean, I'm, I, one of the most, there've been a few like really super powerful things I've heard either in therapy or from someone who's been in therapy, <laughs> but basically they've all come from therapists if we're honest. <laughs> some of my, 
in the world. Let me just put it out there. Um, but the more you tell your story, the more comfortable you're going to be living it. Yeah. Um, so I would encourage anyone who, who is going through something that they feel like they're not going to get through to find a way to tell your story. Mm. And I know that oh, that's a safe place where, because, because not everybody can handle it. Um, I don't think God made us all the same way for a reason. You know, we're not all built to be really super comfortable in right. uncomfortable situations. You and I happen to be two of the people in the universe that were born with the God-given talent of being able to be comfortable <clears throat> in super uncomfortable situations. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, it, it works. Um, but I mean, I was a child of trauma. My first memory is my dad having a massive heart attack. And I was super young, like under three and a half, four. Wow. Um, and I saw an abnormal amount of death as a child. Um, I mean, I can remember being in college and having friends that were like, I've never been to a funeral. And I'm like, never been to a funeral. Screw you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. This was part of my every day. Yeah. I, I don't remember. I, I, so much, you know, my dad had many, many other heart attacks. I dealt with a lot of death in 2002. I was 19. I had four friends named Jonathan die in the same year. One was murdered. Two were in car accidents. One had a, a childhood debilitating disease where they didn't think he'd live to be 16 and he lived to be 19. But I can remember that was the year I started having panic attacks. That was probably the year I'm talking like, I don't know that this is the truth. I've had a lot of conversations with people, but I have never said something like this out loud and especially not on a live stream or in a podcast that's going to be, you know, for the world to record and listen to whenever they want to. But yeah, there are people that can tell you, my college boyfriend could tell you that he has found me in the corner of a room in the fetal position, hitting myself in the head. Yeah. You know, I've been so traumatized that I have literally thought like, it's like, make it go away, make it go right. away, yeah. make, it, you know, not like just full blown panic attacks and had no idea that trauma was even a thing. Fast forward to 2009, my, I was 37 weeks pregnant with my first child. Um, and my mom got killed in a car accident on the way to my house when I was, um, 22 days before I had my, my, my first child. And, um, you know, one of those situations where she was on her way and just never showed up. And, um, you know, I was the baby of my family um, by nine years, I was, um, my mom and I were this, were wired the same. And she was my, I mean, she was my best friend, you know? And, um, I had to figure out how to become a mom while burying mine. And, um, Insane. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know my head from a hole in the ground. It was pure survival and it was years before someone looked at me and said, I don't even think you're depressed or sad. I think you're in, tra I think you're traumatized. And I was like, yeah. what? Trauma's a thing. I mean, I, 
I was the person that didn't care about anything. And then all of a sudden I was obsessive compulsive germaphobic. Mm. I mean, germaphobic to the point where if I was married to a different man, he would have left me. It just completely rocked me, you yeah. know? Um, well, I remember, I remember Faith for me, like our first kid, uh, our only kid, to be honest with you, our parents were um, integral to the beginning phases. I didn't know what I was doing whatsoever, whatsoever. And so you, you know, you already lost your dad at a younger age. He lived. Oh, he did. Yeah, he died. Oh, I, th I thought you did. Oh, so, okay, good. So, so your, your mother, your mother is on the way to see you. While you're at the, well, you said how many weeks into pregnancy, and then she dies in a car accident. So that motherly instinct, the person that you were tied to, your best friend, is now. Wait a minute, what what's happening now? And you and I have talked about some of the, you know, experiences of where she was, uh, you know, where she had her accident, and the hospital, and the road, and all the different things that were going on during that time frame, which is kind of a blur, but you remember bits and pieces as through that tra tra traumatic experience. Uh, I couldn't even imagine. I can't even imagine going through something like that at that at that time frame to be able to be a new mother, um, having to go through that. Like it's it's crazy. You tell me sometimes that you 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 experience like a blank phase, right? Like a like a a, a a gap in memory of where you were at from when that happened up until a certain period of time. Tell me a little bit about that. Is that you? That's part of trauma, I would assume, right? That's part of what you were experiencing through your traumatic, you know stuff that was happening I'll, i blocked a lot out there are things that are that are ingrained in my brain but those are the worst things it's really weird what your brain will do to you it almost turned her off in my mind for a while like it was like a survival technique you know mm -hmm. of my brain to um it's like you're there but you're not there i mean it's really the way that i felt for a long yeah. time i was um but I had a lot of guilt too. I mean, she was on her way to my house. Right. Columbia. She lived in, in North Carolina, Southeastern North Carolina. You know, she's leaving to bring me a, a bassinet cradle, you know, that I'd had since I was a kid that ends up getting, you know, destroyed. And, you know, she dies by flying out of a car. And then here I am trying to figure out how to, you know, take care of my dad who couldn't even, who I clipped his toenails for the next two years. Do you know what I mean? Like it yeah. was out his clothes. We had, we had to teach him how to do laundry and how to grocery shop. I mean, my, mm. my, you know, my brother and his wife were next door and that was a blessing. And my, you know, my other sister was there. My other sister was close. I came home every weekend for years, you know, I mean, you know what it's like when one parent's left behind, you know, it's like, yes, it's hard, you know, but, there I was, you know, for the, it was weird because nothing, everything happened in stages. You know, at first it was like just survive. And then after the survival cut off, that's when the trauma really set in. And that's mm -hmm. the thing about trauma that I don't think people, nobody knows, nobody expects you to be anything but messed up for a little while, you know? Of course. But it's after that first year, you know, or two kind of wears off when it's like, you're going to go one of two ways. You're going to start healing you're probably going to start showing some, in my experience, you're probably going to start showing some signs. Right. You know, and I think the word that goes with people think about depression, they think about sadness and think of people think about anxiety and they think about being nervous. You know, um, when you think about trauma, I think about the word fear. Mm. That That's the word that comes to my mind is, is fear. You know, it's um, the uncertainty of, 
because if normally with trauma, it's something that didn't happen organically. You know, right. you see it coming. You can't, you can't make sense out of it. You can't, you know, you don't get the opportunity to kind of mold your experience. The experience is there and you're either going to deal with it or you're not. Right. And with comes triggers, you know, and something that might trigger you into something is something you may not even relate. Right. But your, your body, you might forget what happened to a degree. Yep. But when, when, it, when your mind is triggered, your mind sends a signal and your body remembers how it felt. And all it knows to do is to take that, take that stance, whether it's your shoulders coming up or you, you know, your body yeah. learns to physically hold the trauma and that, that ain't good, man. No, I, 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 we, I mean, I, I have a lot of relationships with a lot of military members uh, with PTSD, right? So I've done a lot of volunteer work. I've done, I've worked with a lot of them. Actually on TikTok, there's a lot of uh, guys and girls that I've worked with uh, really closely. When I see the little veteran symbol on there, or I see a post about their PTSD or their depression or the triggers that they have, such as uh, fireworks or gunfire or or little things like you're saying that bring you back to whatever moment that that was, you might've forgotten about or shut it down or removed yourself from the situation. The brain is such a strange, strange place, right? It's so underutilized. There's so much stuff going on in there that you just never really know what's happening. But what I'm appreciative of what we're talking about here is that you recognize that now faith that this was trauma for you, right? This is, this is what you're, you can kind of reflect back on it now and say, you know, wh what did, what did I do during that time frame, And how can I share that to help with other people that have been through, you know, traumatic situations or situations that they don't really know how to experience. Like I've never experienced anything like whatever it is. And, and now I'm faced with this and now I don't really know how to be able to do so. So like you said, people just expect you to be depressed for a little bit and then you're back on the wagon again and you're good to go. When a lot of times you deal with stress and trauma so differently from person to person, but your experience with as extreme as it was faith can really help a lot of people because now they go, Oh, wait a minute. She's been through a lot. How did she deal with it? And you're still dealing with it right every day. You're dealing with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have therapy scheduled for tomorrow. <laughs> right. And this is something that I don't think trauma therapists are a thing. That's a, that's a thing. You know, I went to a grief th counselor. I went to um, just a, a, a therapist, therapist, you know, but until I found a trauma specialist, you know, someone that could understand trauma and, right. and typically focus on that because it's a completely different animal. It, it just is. a completely different animal. You know, I don't want to um, lay in my bed and not get up, you know, that that's that's not it right but there was a time where if um you know if my husband and i were to go on a date and i knew we were going to be in the same car i would have major anxiety about the fact that what if we died while we were gone right you know um or if he were to you know the idea of, i mean i'm just i'm triggered by completely different things right you know? um now, has your trauma therapist, have they helped to kind of, um, you know, pull those strands out a little bit and figure out those types of things, what those triggers are with you? Have they, 
have, have they has it helped out a lot with you? Because I, I know another thing that I try to talk a lot of people about is don't be afraid to go get help, the help that you need to get. Are you is this somebody that has helped you or have you been through multiple of them? Like, like, tell me a little bit about that end of it when you were trying to seek help for what you what you needed. For multiple of them. And I, I feel like everything had its place. I think that the grief counselor I had in the beginning, um, you know, the only thing he could do was 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 to keep me alive because right. at point, the only thing that was going to happen for me was survival. Because it wasn't just that I was grieving my mom. I was a mom for the first time. So right. I could, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. Sure. But even just the people in my family that compared me to my siblings and how they were grieving. And I'm like, well, good for them. But that is I'm not them. With me, mm -hmm. You know, and you don't get to, they also all lived around each other and had each other. And I was separated from my family with a new mm -hmm. baby. And a dead mom, you right. know, who, who, who does everybody want around when they have their kid for the first time? Right. Their mom. If you have any kind of a relationship with your mom, you want your mom. Correct. You know, I had my head from a hole in the ground. I didn't know, you know, one of the things that I learned after losing a parent is one of the most profound things that anyone could ever say to me is I'm proud of you. Mm. Because when your parent dies, especially the parent that communicates that type of things to you, the parent that was your cheerleader, the parent, like your dad was with you. I know not that your mom right. isn't, but we've shared enough about your relationship where I know that your dad was your attaboy, you know, like yep. he, 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 he was your cheerleader. Exactly. And you know, when that's gone, you know, that was one of the things I learned. You don't just lose. I didn't just lose my mom. I lost every relationship. I, I lost the person that I went to with this. I lost the, you know, you, you grieve everything of every relationship you have with that person right. grief is personal because grief is, is, is mourning the relationship that you had with that person, not the relationship that anyone else had with that person. Mm. So it's personal, right. you know? Um, and so, you know, the first part of therapy was all of that. It was just surviving the yep. second part of kind of getting to the point where I even decided that I wanted to be okay. You know, and I can remember that other profound moment with the therapist where they said, he said, you get to feel like this however you want to. I'm not going to tell you when it's when you have to stop feeling like this. He said, but you need to know something. You are the judge and you are the jury and you are the jailer. Hmm. And you hold the keys to get out and they are grace and forgiveness and they are yours to give to yourself when you decide you've suffered enough. Wow. I get that you feel like you need to suffer and that you're in pain and you can suffer as long as you feel like you need to suffer. But when you feel like you're done and I can remember walking out and kind of being pissed, being like, right. Who's he think he is? Well, you think I've chosen to feel this way for all this time. Yeah. He told me I got to feel like that for as long as I needed to. But I think the second that I start thinking, well, wait a minute, do I have any control over this? Can mm. I, can I, and I don't think it's so much can I is, am I ready to feel joy? Right. And it feel okay. And not it, guilty and not guilty for it. Yeah. Do I get to be happy without her or without him or without this? Or do, do I get to do that? And I think the answer is always yes. But I do respect the grace period where somebody gets to say, this is how long I feel like, you know, 
I don't think you should ever look at somebody and say, it's not okay that you're okay. It's totally, right. it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to not want to be again. Right. You know, you can, you can not be okay all you want to, but the second you decide you don't ever want to be okay or that you're not striving to be better for yourself and to feel joy because it's for you, you know, like it's does- profound. That's profound. What he said to you, um, can be relatable to a lot of people that are out there. I, I, I love what, what it was almost like a come to Jesus moment for you to be able to say, okay, listen, I, I understandably so you can grieve, you can be in this space all you need to, and I'm going to be here for you. I'll do whatever I got to do for you. But there does come a point in our lives that we have to start to say to ourselves, do I want to be better, right? Do I want to maybe take the first step, even if it's a small baby step, a small, tiny little step towards how can I live my life in a way that I don't feel as guilty or I don't feel as um, bad about the situation? He almost like It's almost like he gave you the power at that moment in time to say, okay, it's yours now. This Your life is here for the taking you have control even though you didn't think you did. Yeah. Well, the other thing he compared it to was, um, you know, he was like, look at the judicial system. Let's say that you committed a crime. You know, you stole something and the, the, the penalty was five years and you did five years. You know, he was like, what's the penalty here? What is, you know, right. Because one time I, you know, there was this, is it my fault? It wasn't my fault. She was on her way to my house. She was going to die anyway. Do you know what I mean? The whole convoluted, right. you know, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if it doesn't matter? And then he looked at me one day. He was like, okay, so let's say it was your fault. Let's say it was your fault and you need to feel guilty. How much time is enough time? And I was like, what? Wow. What? <laughs> you know, like, how much time is enough time? He said, it's been nine years. Yeah. How long? 10, 11. And I can remember really like that. I can remember the way I felt. I remember the way the air felt when I walked out of the building that day and got yeah. and was like, Do I? And that was the first day that I felt like I had any control. Wow. You know, it led me to therapist number three. Yep. That was a trauma therapist where I'm doing what some think is controversial, you know, that EMDR, eye movement reprocessing desensitization, where I'm walking inside of my subconscious and acknowledging trauma one event at a time and desensitizing my brain to it. So when I think about my dad having a heart attack now, before this therapy, I used to think my dad's going to die. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm not safe. I'm scared. Now, mm. when I think about it, I can see my mom and she's looking at me and she's saying, it's okay, baby. You're safe. Mm. You're safe. Your dad's sick. You're safe. You're going to go with your aunt Rhonda, but I'm making this decision because I want to keep you safe. Not because I'm abandoning you. Right. So go back and tell that little, I don't have to go back and tell the little girl in my mind that because she knows that now. Right. I think about that memory. I don't feel any trauma. Cause I went, cause I went back and yeah. I brought it back and i figured out how it was that I felt what the trigger was. And I went back and told that, that little girl that she was safe. So right. now he thinks that when she pulls, you know, we have, our brains have the ability to take a memory and, and process it and put it in whatever box and put it away. But every time you pull a memory out and you tell the story or you, Whatever. When you put that memory back in that box and put it back up, it's always a little different. It's right. like the telephone. You know, like our brains have the ability to take things. That, you know, if you and I were to get in a fight and you were to think I thought something and I were to think you thought something and we had both put that memory in our brain and in my brain you were wrong and in your brain I was wrong. And then we talk about it. 
and and you say, well, Faith, I didn't feel that way. This is what I was saying. And I go, oh, well, Shane, I didn't know that. This is what I was saying. And then we work it out, right? Well, when you pull that memory back out again, you don't think, oh, Faith did that. You immediately go, no, now I know. Now I know how she felt. And I don't feel the way I felt about that memory now. Because I have new information. Right. And the new information gives me context. And context gives me peace. And that peace gives me the ability to desensitize myself to this and and be at peace with it. Mm. That's basically what the therapy does. It allows you to go back, pull the memories back out, look at them rationally and say, what what do I need to know about this? What do I need to come to peace with it? So when I think about this again, I'm not triggered. I'm not traumatized. I say, oh, you're safe. And that starts to carry over. You know, your brain will start to almost second nature like that positive psychology. You get up and say enough positive things every day. You're going to start to think positive things. You know, you you slowly get to the point where you start to cope. You start to bring these moments up and that's part of the healing. And you say, oh, I feel this. I recognize that. I bet it's a lot like this was. And you deal with it and you process and you live it and you talk about it and you heal. Well, there, there, there's a couple things. There's a couple things, and I, I'm I, I love that you're talking about this because the one thing that I want to bring up for any of the listeners that are out there that are thinking to themselves that you know life is really difficult. We've been through a lot of trauma, traumatic situations or different stuff. If you listen to what Faith is saying here, it sounds to me a lot like it took it. It's a three step process that she's literally had to go through over multiple multiple years. Of working, trying to pull it out, trying to extrapolate, trying to iron out, trying to be able to get through the grief part first, a little bit of more of the therapy, therapeutic side of it in the middle section, and then your uh, your traumatic side of it on the back end to be able to really start to iron out some of those things. So if you think about it, anybody that thinks, anybody that's been through PTSD, been through abuse, been through different stuff that's there, that you can just snap your finger and it's gone and it goes away after it's done, it doesn't happen that way. And you've got to give people grace during the time frame for them to be there. And you can't force them to go down the road of doing what they need to do to be there to support them, lift them up, encourage them, be able to do the things that you have to be able to do. Because when the time is right for them to make the decision that, oh, well, like Faith had with that moment of clarity that she said, holy crap, man, you know what? I I have a little bit of control here. Those people need to find that moment. And all you can do is try to be able to navigate how to support them the best you can during that time getting there, including yourself when you go through it. So I'm appreciative that you shared that because that's important for people to know, you know? Don't make them feel crazy. Right. You know, don't ever look at somebody that's not okay and make them feel like it's not okay. You know, even if even if you feel like so much time has passed that they should be. Right. You you, you have to find a way to you know, maybe you look at them and just say that, "Hey, you know what? How you feel is valid. You have every right to feel the way that you feel, but I just want you to know that when the day comes when you decide that maybe you don't want to feel that way anymore. And you want me to help you get to the place where you can feel joy. And joy is a good word. I feel like it's less offensive than happy. Do you know what I mean? I agree. I agree. You're like, whatever. You know, like joy comes from within in, in mm-hmm. my mind. You know, like happiness comes from happenings and joy comes from within. Like I can mm-hmm. have my joy whether I'm happy or not. Right. Um, and so for me, that was it. I found my joy. You know, it wasn't so much happiness. Um, it, it was, it was joy. 
It was the right. ability to feel and, and to be at peace with it, you know? Um, right. And it doesn't mean everything's going to be pretty. I've yet to have a birthday that wasn't crap. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I almost stepped on a snake this year. I, you remember, I unraveled, wasn't all right for five days. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, there's some things that you're going to have to come to peace with that really are never going to be the same. Right. I mean, you do have to, I mean, you just do, you know, but there's, there's things that you can be willing to fight for. I you agree. Know? It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. And, and honestly, you know, as messed up as it is, I'm my best person now. And I don't know. I, no, I do know. I wouldn't be got to have faith MC doing this. We wouldn't be having this conversation if my mom was alive. Right. My, there's a lot of things that have happened that would have never happened if my mom was alive. And those aren't things that I would sacrifice to bring her back. So if right. you can really grasp that, that joy can come, you know, and that good things can still happen. You just have to let them and you have to let them be good. And you have to be willing to embrace them and accept them. Yeah. Right. Are for you. You know, you don't have to be super freaking excited about it for a while if you don't want to. You know, right. that's, you know, but, you know, life is going to keep moving. And if you allow yourself to feel the joy eventually, you know, I mean, time's a weird thing. It You're not going to feel, you know, I mean, you've been married for a long time. You're never going to be as mad at your spouse in an hour as you were in the moment. Right. You're just not. You know, True. or your kid or your friend or, or anybody else. I don't care how bad it is. You know, after enough time has passed, you will live enough life and get enough perspective. I mean, you and I can be as upset as we want to, but Tia, who's fighting leukemia, is now fighting COVID. Right. Found a bone marrow donor and can't get the treatment for COVID because it would make her ineligible for the bone marrow transplant. Fair? Right. You know what I'm saying? Fair? Oh, we right. know. And, and, and equal out our problems and talk about what's fair and what's not, you know, like nobody ever said life was fair. Right. You know? But that's where it all goes full circle. Kindness just because, right. So I don't have the control that the, the other part of trauma, fear, loss of control. I can't be in control of my life. I can't be in control of how people feel about me. I can't be in control of whether or not I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I can't be in control of whether or not my brother-in-law has cancer. I can't be in control of, there's so many things I can't be in control over. Right. You know, but what I can be in control over. And for somebody like me, this is what I have to hold on to. The, the more helpless I feel, the more of a desire I feel to go out and do something randomly nice for somebody. Cause I'm like, I might feel like crap, but as crappy as I ever felt, it never killed my desire to want to make other people happy. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I like, do. You, I still want you to feel, I was hiding in my own, I was wallowing in my own pain and hiding and pretending, spending and exerting a huge amount of energy to make people think I was okay. Right. You know, um, which was detrimental to me in the end. Right. But right. I, I never, I never lost my desire 
do you feel do you feel that you were really diving into that piece of it because that was actually something that you could control right so the things that you can't control this is the one thing that you know i've got control over i can i can almost walk through the outcome of what this situation is and it feels damn good that i can actually control something in my life rather than have everything that i can't control be thrown at me and, and slap me in the face right absolutely what i did all yep. to an obsessive point if i'm yep. on you have to be careful for that. I started doing, I, I'm on the, the board of directors for a nonprofit called the Cure San Filippo Foundation, which is a, you and I have talked about, it's a rare terminal ge childhood genetic disease. It's cureff.org, Cure San Filippo Foundation. And um, it was this little girl in, in my, in Colombia who was dying of a rare terminal genetic disease. And it was all about, it was the difference between potentially finding a cure for these kids was raising money. And I was like, that's it? And I can remember thinking to myself, well, I can't do anything for me. I can't bring mom back. But if you're saying we can raise enough money, we can save a bunch of kids from a debilitating childhood Alzheimer's, let's go do that. And right. so versus with them, we were the first campaign to raise a million dollars on GoFundMe. We were the first campaign to raise $2 million on GoFundMe. I sincerely believe that our foundation will groundbreak eventually curing this disease. But do you know what sent me in their direction? pure freaking desperation yeah to 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 save a child's life because right. i couldn't save my mom or a ton right. of kids just to do something and like mm. i mean i'm talking like till three and four o'clock in the morning like i obsess over it almost to a fault you know um i'm still on the board of directors i found you know balance i, I spoke with with eliza's mom today she they're some of the, the dearest friends i've ever had in life and will have but that's a good point, though. That's a good it's a good reflection point, though, too, is not to go too far the other extreme as well. Right. It's more around there needs to be. I think the key word that you use, Faith, and I've said it on my podcast a thousand times. It's about balance. It's about trying to be able to not go too far off to the right or too far off to the left, but find a good place in the middle where you feel like you have control of whatever the situation that's at hand. And you're able to move things forward, but not go too over the side. Uh, you know, uh, as as the podcast, a lot of it was about overeating and, and food and stuff like that or whatever for the longest time, where people would go so to the extremes of one way because of the mental stuff. They weren't they weren't wrapping all the stuff out to be able to say, why am I an addict to food? Why do I have an eating disorder? Why do I have all these things? They were rather just going down the whole diet culture of trying to be able to not eat anything and be so extreme because they could control that. They're like right into it. And it was such an unhealthy action to put into play your point is valid what you're saying there is that you don't want to go too far off uh, the, the rails of doing it but you do want to find balance of maybe finding something that you can control within your grasp and, and something that is manageable for you at that moment in time to be able to put that first foot forward of actually feeling like i'm in control of something right now rather than everything around me controlling me so if it's not something you can maintain long term right unless it's your unless it's your invention or your baby or your wife or your husband or you know what i'm saying like right. it's something then it's probably not something that you should be putting everything that you have into unless so it's and maintain on a daily you know and i think that kind of goes back to what you were saying with the you know with the weight loss and the you know if it's something so extreme that you can't maintain. And then you get to this point. I mean, you know, 
the, my favorite show in the world was The Biggest Loser. And I've never been more sad and devastated than I was for anybody that would go and do it and then have that moment where they were like, you know, and I'm like, no, if anybody, if I don't want anybody to have to suffer, it's the person who make crawled out of the, you know, out of the tunnel to, or the, what, you know, like in the tip little, whatever little girl was in the well, do you know what I'm saying? And then she's yeah. like, that's not cool. Right. Um, you know, so, I mean, balance, I think. Right. Balance is key. Well, you know, Faith, listen, you know, I mean, I, I know that um, we're coming up on the end of the the time here for the podcast, but here's the thing. What I love about you is, is that your story matters and your story is important for people to hear, especially when we're talking about all these different things that we're saying. I love the fact that we, I just, I, I've the last two interviews that I've done are people that have been through grief and been through uh, traumatic experiences where they all talked about their own stories and they're all different, right? They're all different. They've all responded to it differently. They've all lived through it differently. But one of the biggest com uh, common themes that I've met through TikTok and through social media is that these folks all at the, on the back end all want to just do positive for other people. And I know that that's where you're at, where you are investing back in other people, whether it's through kindness just because, whether it's through just your overall attitude about the things that you do it or things like this podcast here. Your story matters to people because there's going to be somebody that's listening right now to this podcast that is literally going to pull over to the side of the road and go, holy cow, man, that that means something to me right now. And so I want you to know that because I think that it's important for you to continue this moving forward, for you to be able to share your story as we uh, as we navigate throughout the whole entire journey of what we're talking about, because your story can matter to a lot of people and will make a, a big impact in the long run. Well, I mean, I think often we think that... Um you know, we feel a certain thing or we go through something and we think, I can't say that out loud because nobody else has ever felt this. Nobody's right. experienced that. Nobody's thought that. Nobody would say that. Nobody, nobody. You know, well, Joe's mom had him eight hours after her dad passed away. Mm. I never thought I'd have a conversation with somebody that gave birth to their first child as they were losing their most, as their closest parent. Right. You, know, you know, like you really do put yourself, you know, and then Joe and I meet and I'm like, oh my goodness. Right. Look at this opportunity I had. And then, and then she just has literally adopted me, like calls me her daughter. You know, right. I, you know, you don't, you don't know what your experience is going to lead you to. And, and what, what you're going through may be total crap, you know, but it's that thing that Steve Harvey says that I love. It's like, you have survived 100% of your worst days. Correct. The worst things that have happened to you, the worst feeling you've had, the most heartbroken you've ever felt. And I mean, when I was laying on the floor of the emergency, my brother found out my mom was dead because he heard me screaming, no, mm. no, 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 no. Holding my 37, I was humongous. I gained 60 pounds. Like I was screaming, no, going, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't right. do this do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And I believed it. You know, there wasn't true. I did. Right. It. right. I, did. I was literally only sometimes I think we have to, we think we have to get to a path and I'm like, you don't have to get there. Don't focus on where you're going. Put one foot in front of the other until you figure it out. Walk and walk in God's submissive will do the things that you know, don't, it seems to be a good idea. I'm just going to go this way and I'm going right. to keep walking. Until something tells me not to walk in that direction and then maybe I'll pivot, you know, but, but walk, just take right. a step.
you know, exactly. do, do something, talk to someone, find a person. If, you, if, if you're in that big of a spot where you're thinking to yourself right now, I don't know what to do and nobody wants to listen to me, go to go download TikTok or uh, it's what is my email? Faith at gotta have faith mc.com. There it is. There you go. I, I don't have the little uh, little yeah. thing on the bottom. I forgot to do your email. <laughs> the thing. I tell you to. Yeah, it's faith at gotta have faith mc.com. It couldn't be any easier. Faith right. at gotta have faith mc.com. Email me and I will call you. Like, yeah. I, I don't. That's the one thing I would always say. I don't ever want any human being to look up and say, nobody cares. Nobody right. wants to listen. Nobody's here. I don't matter. Joy's not for me because those are all lies. Agreed. Joy is for you. Someone does care. You do matter. You know, you can find joy. It is possible to heal. And doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but you are worth it. You know, like yep. every human being is worth it. We're all worth it. And, you know, thankfully, even when I didn't know what my head from a hole in the ground, I had enough family and people that loved me. And, you know, I do like myself. That's the weird part about it. You know, like, I mean, at my worst moments when I thought nobody else in the world could handle me, I was like, well, I like myself. So I'll just be alone, you know? That's right. <laughs> yeah. So learn to love yourself. You're worth it. You know? There's only one of you. Why so not? True. You know, why do you want to deny love to the, there's only one of you, you know, like everyone deserves to be loved. I agree. Faith, listen, uh, I appreciate you very much. And I know that everybody on this uh, podcast, I, I, if I get, um, I'll also put your email down in the, um, in the body of the podcast itself when I go and release it out to the world on uh, iTunes and Android and everything else. But I appreciate you. Um, we've grown to be fast friends. Like I said before, I appreciate you as a, a friend and then also as somebody that I can lean in on sometimes to be able to say, Hey, what do you think about this? And those kind of things. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I appreciate you very much and, uh, appreciate you taking the time here today for the last hour here to be able to talk about your journey and, and everything else. So, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I, I, I really do appreciate you being here. Hey man, you're my brother, you know, back, back at you. Let me just you know, take the opportunity to say you're a, you're one of the good guys, you know, you're a, um, I, I right off the bat, I knew I could trust you, but mm. I saw, an, a, I saw an, an, enough of myself in you to where I knew where your heart was, you know, and that just goes back to the beauty of TikTok. There are a group of people out there that really just want to, um, you know, the acronym for the love slap is spread love and positivity. Right. You know, like just, um, you know, there's enough hate in the world, but a snowball of kindness can go, you know, it can go a long way and, and, and you may never know the effects of it, but right. the person you smile at might encourage the person who's going to cure cancer. Do you know what I'm right. saying? Like, yep. don't know, you know, who needs to go home and study for that test. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, like it, there's never a, there's never a bad time to be kind, you know? Totally Nothing agree. bad you because you were kind to somebody else. So, so true. So true. Hey, kindness just because. Kindness just because. All right, guys, listen, thank you so much for being here on the show uh, today on this uh, podcast and on this live cast. All those that have stopped in, given some hearts and thumbs up. I know we had a couple comments come through. I think I, I posted them up there. Um, I know that uh, uh, 
this is uh Beyonce, Beyonce the Flamingo. I don't know if you've seen her. She dances in a, a flamingo costume on TikTok, but this is her uh Amazing. Her, yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. She gave some hearts there, and then Josh stopped in to say Shano and Faith, uh, love you guys, and then uh, Marie is another teacher that's uh, that I've grown really close to on TikTok as well. She stopped in. So a lot of really great people. And this is my buddy here, Jonathan. He uh, He's so afraid of TikTok. He won't go on TikTok. He said, uh, it's a scary place for me. I'm out of here. Uh, love you guys. Adios. <laughs> All right, Faith. Listen, I appreciate you uh, guys. Thanks for listening to the show here. Uh, like I said, I'll put a lot of the stuff in the, uh, the body of the podcast itself with face information and then also some of her uh username stuff and uh we'll uh we'll keep on spreading kindness because it does just kindness just because it's an important initiative one small ripple at a time we can make some big differences in the world all right guys we'll talk soon Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Please do us a favor and leave feedback and a five-star rating on whatever platform that you use. 